Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Everybody and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and today, well, you're kind of going to get another repeat because we had a little bit of a schedule conflict here. So today was going to be the episode where Renee Castaneda, I hope I didn't butcher that too bad, Renee, from uh, Villager Cigars was going to join us, and uh, well, schedule-wise, we had something come up, and so um, it was one of those things where I could do an episode by myself. And I really didn't feel like that. Um, or I could find an appropriate rewind to plug in here at, because we're going to have Renee on Tuesday's show. And so um, we are going to circle back to a very uh, an older episode where uh, we welcomed uh, Drew Newman of J.C. Newman Cigars onto the show. And we smoked the American uh, for the first time with Drew on the on the phone. And uh, I kind of thought this was an appropriate episode, given the fact that the 4th of July is rapidly approaching. And you guys can listen to us uh, experience the American for the first time. Drew's going to go into all the different uh, background and details of how the American cigar came about. Um, he's also going to talk a little bit about you know the company, J.C. Newman, as a whole. And uh, also, as a nice little time capsule, he talks about how the renovations at the El Relo factory are rapidly uh, uh, concluding and that they're going to be opening for tours here shortly. And I know that a lot of you have already gone down to Ybor City and taken the tours, but if you haven't, you need to do so because um, the uh, the renovations were very, very nice. And I've, I mean, it's a gorgeous facility, so make sure you make your way down there and check it out. But uh, that's what's going to be this episode, so sorry about that. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll make it up. Next week, we'll have two original shows, I 100% promise you. So, uh, need to get a little housekeeping out of the way. The Cut is brought to you by Riverman Cigars of Crestwood, Missouri. Um, Dan the Man Ponder over there at Riverman Cigars, he's got some great uh, cigars in stock, including the... Pledge of Allegiance from E.P. Carrillo. He did get that in this week. And if you guys are wanting to try this limited edition cigar from E.P. Carrillo, you can give Dan the Man Ponder a call over there. uh, And uh, he can get a box of cigars or singles or accessories sent out to you right away because he does do mail order. So make sure you give Dan the Man Ponder and Miss Cindy and all the rest over there at Riverman Cigar Company a a call. And they can get uh, that stuff sent to you right away. It's Riverman Cigars, Crestwood, Missouri. I also need to uh, give a shout out to um, our studio sponsor, Jerry Tobacco Aladino Cigars. Um, we just had Trey Mac on the show on Tuesday uh, for Ask the Boys. And guys, there's some really great stuff coming up at PCA that you're going to want to check out. Same from United Cigars, who normally we do the uh, One Must Go segment. Um, but United Cigars, they've got some fantastic stuff coming up at PCA, including that uh, uh, aged... Um, uh, Atabay cigar, and they've got the round um, United, you know, core line cigars. Just some really great stuff coming from United Cigars and that you're going to want to check out as well. And then finally, Villager Cigars. Guys, we've been saying Villager Cigars, you need to check them out. 
Um, I used the store locator on their website just earlier today and found that there is one store in the St. Louis area that does carry them. So I'll be swinging by there. But again, we're going to find out all about Villager Cigars next week when I sit down with Renee and we get all the details about what they're unveiling at PCA. Um, and then finally, there's My Monthly Cigars. My Monthly Cigars, premium cigar subscription service. You get a box of cigars sent to your door every month with, uh, you know, anywhere between two to eight premium cigars in there. They've got that variety of sizes with different price points, all good for the wallet. And if you use offer code PULPIT, P-U-L-P-I-T, gets you free shipping on the first box or 20% off any of the items in the online store. So head on over to MyMonthlyCigars.com. Check out the different subscription options as well as the fucking good coffee. Otherwise, I think that's it. We're on the socials at uh, The Cigar Pulpit on Instagram. We have the uh, Pulpit Prisoners Group on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, YouTube, and I do need your calls for Ask the Boys, area code 863-874-0000. Once again, guys, I uh, apologize for the schedule mix-up, but I wanted to get at least something out for you. There will be two original shows next week. I'm sitting down uh, Saturday with a listener who's in town and uh, doing that, and then Renee and I will be sitting down on Monday to uh, get the uh, episode for Tuesday done. So make sure you check both of those out and uh, have a good, safe, happy weekend and enjoy this flashback where we sit down with Drew Newman of J.C. Newman. Thanks, guys. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick, the Bishop of the Burn, and with me, as always, it's Gator. And we are joined by a special guest today on the phone. We have Drew Newman of J.C. Newman Cigars. Hello, Drew. Good afternoon, Bishop. How are you? I am great, and you are joining us for a very special reason. So I had a, right. fr- I had a friend of mine through Instagram, uh, Adam Stevens, send me a couple of the American cigars. We got the um, the American number three, which I believe measures four and a half by fifty, and so we uh, we got these, and they're a little hard to come by here in the middle of the country, and so they're they're awful special, and so we figured we'd go ahead and invite Mr. Newman onto the show and talk a little bit about the cigars. So we appreciate your time, Drew. Absolutely happy to be here. So would you tell us a little bit about what we're about to smoke here? Sure, absolutely. So there are many wonderful cigars handmade all around the world, but there really is no cigar like the American. And what makes the American unique is that it's the first 100% all-American cigar. And what I mean by that is that we hand-roll the American in our 109-year-old cigar factory in the historic cigar city of Tampa, Florida, using all-American heirloom tobaccos. But not only are all the components of the cigar itself made in America and grown in America, but everything about the project is all American. So the wood in the boxes, for instance, is, is grown in America, in Ohio. The boxes are made in Miami. The cellophane tubes are made in Pennsylvania. The, the hinges on the boxes are made in Massachusetts. The paper on the bands and the labels are, are made in Wisconsin using inks from North Carolina. Literally from start to finish, every part about this project 
is All-American, which uh, really speaks to who we are as a family and as a company. And we're a 124-year-old, four-generation, American family-owned and operated business. And so uh, we're really excited to share the American and really help celebrate the fact that the United States has a very rich and long-standing tradition of premium cigars, and, uh, and and it's a very special product, and so happy to share it with you guys today. Yeah. So from my research, it seems that from between eh, 1885-ish or so and like the 1920s, so right up before the Great Depression, there were 150 cigar factories operating in and around Tampa, making like a half million cigars every year and everything. And and you guys are, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys are located in Ybor City, right? So we are located in the historic El Relo Cigar Factory ah. in uh, the Ybor City Historic District. Um, and El Relo in Spanish means the watch. And that refers to the famous clock tower uh, on our factory in Tampa. It's a beautiful 109-year-old building. And... Uh, uh, that's where we roll the American and where headquarters is. We roll other cigars there, too. It's a very special building um, that we're in the process of restoring right now in preparation for our company's 125th anniversary next year. And so uh, we'd love to invite you and all your listeners to come visit us in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida next year to to celebrate our anniversary and and to tour what really is the the, the, the last operating cigar factory in uh, Ybor City. Definitely. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this is Gator, by the way, if I'm not mistaken, the American was the first cigar rolled in that factory, what, around 1910? Exactly. And so when my great-grandfather founded our company in 1895, he started our business in Cleveland, Ohio. And, and my grandfather moved our company from Cleveland to Tampa in 1954. And that's when we bought the historic El Relo Cigar Factory and moved into that building. But but our home, our, our building, El Relo, was built in 1910 by the Regensburg family. And the very first cigar that they rolled in the building in 1910 was the American. And we have a beautiful old um, uh, image of our factory from the University of South Florida's archives with uh, a big banner that says the American flying at the top of our clock tower so it's it's it, even though we are just now reintroducing the american as the first 100 percent all-american cigar in the world uh the, the brand's history and lineage goes back more than a century it's a historic american cigar brand so you've been pretty instrumental in in this uh in this project like is it safe to say that this has pretty much been your your baby to to bring back the American? Yeah, this is a, a project that we've been working on for about three and a half years now. Um, I'm sure you guys know, but, but when you create a new cigar, it, it's a really long process, in part because we're dealing with all-natural tobacco that has to be fermented and aged. It's, it's, it's not a machine that we're using to make these cigars, and so, so creating a new cigar – takes years and we working on this project for three and a half years it it, it it took us a while to get it right in large part 
because we're doing a lot of things in the States that nobody else is, is doing. And so uh, we, we kind of had to figure out how to make a all-American cigar by hand in the States all over again. So it, it took a while, but we think the, uh, it was well worth the wait. And I think you'll agree that it's a, it's a unique cigar, a special cigar. And, uh, it, it, it's just a wonderful way to celebrate, uh, the American cigar tradition. Now, if I'm not mistaken, it comes in four sizes. You've got the Churchill torpedo Toro and the Robusto, which we'll be smoking today. Yeah, that's what we're selling it now. We rolled in a few other sizes just for, for fun, but those are the four sizes we've released so far. And, uh, um, so happy you guys can enjoy it. Yeah, that's definitely. Awesome. So we're, well, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, He's cut getting, my cigar. He's getting ready to cut. I'm getting ready to nice. light. Nice. And we're going to get this guy going here. I don't want to wait any longer. We're going to fire this up and try it out. While you guys are lighting the cigar, let me tell you a little more about what's in it. And so, again, the cigar from start to finish is all American. So, of course, that means it's only tobaccos grown in the United States in the cigar. And what you'll taste at the beginning when you first uh, a puff on it really is the uh, wrapper. And what we have on the American is Florida sun-grown wrapper. It's tobacco grown on an eight-acre farm just north of Orlando by Jeff Borshowitz, um, a longtime cigar retailer and cigar enthusiast in Florida. And, and you may have seen the, uh, the, the Drew Estate Florida sun-grown cigar, which has become very popular too. But that cigar has Jeff's tobacco in the filler, so the American really is the first cigar with the Florida Sun Grown as a wrapper. And so it, it, it's, it's unique in that as well, that it's the first time anyone has seen in generations what Florida grown tobacco is like. The, um, the binder is traditional Connecticut Broadleaf, the most popular American premium cigar tobacco. And, and Connecticut Broadleaf has been grown in the, uh, Connecticut River Valley outside of Hartford since the mid 1700s. So it's a historic American heirloom uh, cigar tobacco leaf. And uh, our, our eighth generation family farmer in Connecticut who grows the, the binder for us also grows a little bit of the, of the Connecticut Havana seed filler that we blend into the American. And the rest of the filler is grown by the, the Mennonites in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, hmm. where, um, the Amish and the Mennonites have been growing American cigar tobacco since the 1600s. And so what you're tasting with the American really is, is history. It's, it's, it's the fact that we have uh, uh, centuries of, of cigar history in the United States that uh, are, is showcased in the American with its 100% all-American tobacco. That's really neat. Um, I'm getting kind of a little bit of a, I don't know, cedary, creamy, um, maybe like a toasted bread kind of taste off the beginning of this thing. Um, I don't know. Uh, Jeff, what are you getting off of it? I don't know if I'm getting toasted bread. A little bit. It's a very, it's kind of a medium bodied smoke. It's very, it's very flavorful. I can't put my finger on what it is. Toasted bread, not so much. I don't know kind of get the toasted bread hey everybody's got a different palate so there you go how many people do you have rolling the american down down at your factory there right now we have uh two hand cigar rollers make the american 
Each one rolls about 100 cigars per day. Uh, so our production really is 200 cigars a day, 1,000 per week, more or less. Um, but, the, but the way we're rolling American is, is quite unusual. And what I mean by that is, is, is if we go to our factory or others in Nicaragua, Honduras, the Dominican Republic, they're rollers, bunchers, packers. Everyone is paid on piecework. The more cigars you roll, the more cigars you pack, the more you're paid. With the American, we wanted to make sure that every cigar was perfect. And so we we took away the incentive for somebody to um, roll too quickly. And, and so our cigar rollers are, are paid a salary and, and they're, they're, they're salaried employees and they roll about 100 cigars a day, more or less. But more important than the number is just making sure that every cigar is perfect. And so we have two rollers in Tampa and a team that supports them that that ferments and repairs the tobacco, that bans the cigars, that inspects the cigars. It's a it, it, it's a little factory within a factory in our El Relo cigar factory in Tampa. And uh, starting in February, you'll be able to uh, come to our factory and visit and see the American rolled in our El Relo factory in Tampa. And that was something I wanted to get to is I know that you guys are doing a lot of renovation and everything. I follow it on, on Instagram and I really like seeing all the pictures of all the, the old um, uh, photos and, and various items and stuff that you guys seem to be finding all over the place and in your factory as you're doing this work and everything. What uh, Can you tell us a bit of about the, the renovation work that you're doing, but then in turn um, you're, you're opening up your factory as, as a, cigar museum uh early next year correct yeah exactly and so our, our factory el Rolo was built in 1910 it's been used as a cigar factory for more than a century and uh, when it was built 100 years ago 109 years ago it was thought to be the largest cigar factory in the world it was built to have a thousand employees there rolling cigars making cigars every day so it's a beautiful building built in the ebor city style which means three stories plus a basement facing running east to west to capture the northern light and so it's a beautiful example of ebor city's cigar history there but as i'm sure you can imagine after 109 years of of wear tear and love the, 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 the factory is showing its age. Mm-hmm. And so in anticipation for our 125th anniversary next year, we've been working with a historic preservation architect and some, um, uh, so an engineer and construction folks to restore El Relo to its grandeur, to restore it to the way it was a century ago. And so we're, we're making some, some, Sort of structural improvements just to shore up the building so that it will last for another hundred years. Um, we're making some operational improvements that, that will allow us to, to ship more cigars, for example. And then we're also making some visitor improvements as well, which uh, will allow us to turn El Rolo into what we hope will be the uh, premier cigar tourism destination in the United States. And what I mean by that is if you think about wineries and 
California and elsewhere and people who go there for a tour, a tasting to really understand what it takes to grow grapes and to make wine or or that the bourbon trail or craft breweries that welcome visitors in for tours and tastings. We want to do the same for premium cigars. We want to be that destination for passionate cigar aficionados to come to the cigar city, learn how cigars are made, see it, even roll a cigar yourself if you want to. Um, and we want to do that in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida. So starting February, when our construction is complete, we will rededicate our El Rolo Cigar Factory and open it up to visitors. And included in there will be a, a new cigar museum telling the story of our 124 years in business, as well as the history of Ybor City. We're going to have a theater showing uh, old cigar films and, and uh, news clips and, and stories about Ybor City. We'll have an event space so that we can host events and meetings, weddings, conferences, and so forth in a cigar-friendly atmosphere. We're going to have a new handmade cigar factory uh, within a factory on our third floor where we'll be rolling the American and other cigars. And when you walk in there, it's going to feel like you step back in time. You step back into a, a cigar factory from Ybor City 100 years ago. And we're going to have a factory store as well where you can can see and buy cigars that we roll in Tampa, as well as from every other little Ybor City cigar company as well. There's a bunch of, of little one, two, three roller cigar companies. We want to showcase their cigars as well so that visitors can come in and, and, and see Ybor City and the history and, uh, and, and be able to experience the, the cigar culture and the cigar community firsthand. So we're very excited by it and uh, hope that you and your listeners will come and visit us in Tampa early next year. Yeah, definitely. That sounds really cool. I think a trip can be arranged. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Now, I want to throw in real quick. Um, you were talking about construction there with the building and whatnot, and we were talking about the uh, two rollers you have, and I've got to compliment them. This is a perfectly constructed cigar. And, I mean, it's just, it's it's solid. It is smoking well. I've got a great line. A super tight burn line. Oh, absolutely. It is a very impressive cigar. Well, thank um, you very much for saying that. So within, so your family, you, you, you've been, you've pointed out your family business has been active for 124 years. What does it mean to you to have brought back to, to your, through your efforts to have brought back the American and, and put your, put your stamp as a fourth generation member of this family to put your stamp on the, on the company's history? You know, it's a real privilege for me to be able to continue a legacy that my great-grandfather started 124 years ago. We're a family business. We've been that way for more than a century. And our one goal as a company is we just want to continue rolling cigars by hand 100 years from now. We make our cigars today just like my great-grandfather did in 1895. And we want to continue this tradition and this legacy for another century. And so uh, being able to restore El Rolo is, um, is, is one way to do that and signals 
our investment in the future. And in addition, restoring our factory in Tampa and introducing the American and celebrating the, the history of Ybor City is our way of also giving back to the city of Tampa, which has supported us and supported the cigar industry for so long. Um, before the cigar industry came to Tampa in the 1880s, Tampa was little more than just a village at the mouth of a river. There was very few people there, no industry, and it was just a tiny little town. And so the cigar industry uh, really is what caused Tampa to develop into the city that it is today. And now that we're the last operating cigar factory in Tampa, we feel an, a social and a moral obligation to our community to be able to tell the story of Tampa's cigar heritage and keep that heritage, keep that legacy alive for future generations. So it's, it's very exciting and, 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 um, and wonderful and humbling to be able to continue this legacy and this tradition as a family as well as a uh, community in Tampa. Now, you touched on something in your, in your answer there about how you'd like to continue um, the cigar-making process as the way you've done it for the next 100 years. And I know that um, you serve as the general counsel for your family's company, correct? Right. And I know you've been very active in the efforts lobbying the FDA and the federal government and speaking out on uh, behalf of the of the premium cigar industry in regards to federal regulation. Can you tell us a little bit about your work on that front and kind of what you sure. see coming for to, to the cigar industry in the next couple of years? Absolutely. So first of all, we're a family business owned and operated by by our family. And so as a family business, all of us kind of do a little bit of, of everything, whether it's operations, marketing, uh, product development. Um, but in my case, I, I'm the Newman who went to law school, which also makes me the uh, company lawyer. <laughs> and uh, the, the reality is that the world that we live in today uh, um, means that the cigar industry is being regulated, being regulated by the FDA here, being regulated by similar entities in pretty much every country around the world. And so a, a lot of the work that, that I do is related to that. Um, I, I lived in Washington, D.C. For, for, for 10 years and worked for the, the government there for a while. So um, I, I'm, I'm one of the unique people in the industry in that I can roll a cigar with my own hands and understand the process very well, but I also understand um, the, the legal world and the regulatory world very well, too. And so I spend a lot of time uh, going back to Washington these days just trying to help our legislators, trying to help uh, the FDA understand what a premium cigar is and how it's a, a handcrafted, all-natural, old-world tradition and, and, and why treating it and regulating it like a, a cigarette or like an e-cigarette or even uh, like a mass market cigar just really doesn't make sense um, because our, our, our goal, again, is to be in business for another 100 years. In order to do that, we need to make sure that the, the government allows us to uh, do that. So, it, so it, these days it takes a lot of time and effort 
trying to help ensure that the uh, that we can all be enjoying premium cigars in the United States for another hundred years. So then, in terms of I, I've spoken with Frank Herrera, and he's kind of basically said the the FDA regulations are what the FDA regulations are at this point, and you know everybody's just going to have to figure out a way to to live within them, and and you know that's sort of and I'm kind of you know paraphrasing what he said so i'm not saying he said that exactly but um within that like so what do you see in the near future for for the cigar industry dealing with these fda regulations and various things like you know flavor bands and and everything else well you know i think there's still a lot of unknowns when the fda decided in 2016 to expand its authority beyond cigarettes and smokeless tobacco to cover every type of tobacco product, the FDA basically made that decision and at the same time said, we'll figure out many of the details later. And so here we are three plus years later, and there's still a lot of unknowns. Specifically, um, there are three parts of FDA regulation that, that worries the most. The first being pre-market review substantial equivalency, the second being HPHC health testing, and the third being warning labels. And for the, the first two of those items, no one really knows, including FDA, how premium cigars are supposed to go through the substantial equivalency pre-market review process and how health testing is supposed to work for premium cigars. And so it, it, it's kind of like trying to fly the plane why you build it, which in one sense, from the agency's perspective, I guess it works. But as a manufacturer trying to comply with the law and, 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 and plan and so forth, it makes it really challenging and frustrating the fact that we uh, are, are trying to figure all this out um, um, while it's happening. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and it seems like there's a number of deadlines that are coming coming very soon and and to your point that they, they there's still a lot of details still to be fleshed out i mean you know i i guess and i'm not asking you to necessarily comment on this but it, it doesn't seem that that the situation is is very well organized if details need to be planned out but deadlines are looming you know yeah i mean it the the cigar industry has been working together to challenge FDA's regulations, specifically the lack of clarity on a lot of this stuff, and and we've been able to um, have some success in that regard. I mean, for instance, um, there was a deadline uh, uh, to test premium cigars, but FDA still hasn't said how we're supposed to do that. There aren't any. Uh, international standards or reliable ways for testing c- premium cigars like there are that exist for cigarettes and so forth. And so we've been successful in getting that delayed. And, 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 and to be more specific, the, where health testing stands now is that, uh, that the deadline won't apply until FDA first issues guidance on how testing is supposed to work. And so it's... Um, it's just kind of one of those things that we're working through. But even as recently as uh, yesterday, uh, we're, we're pushing this issue in Congress, pushing in the courts, pushing with the agency, basically just trying to highlight the fact that premium cigars 
are a distinct class of goods, and you can't take a one-size-fits-all approach and regulate them like cigarettes, regulate them like vapors, that we have to, 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 to tailor the regulation of premium cigars to the unique characteristics of a all-natural handcrafted product. Well, speaking of hand-crafted, all-natural products, we're very much enjoying the American over here. Amen. Jeff, thoughts as Thank you. Thoughts as you're smoking there, Jeff? Like I said, it's just got an incredible flavor to it. The I'm 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 gonna steal something here from another podcast, but I'm stacking dimes. <laughs> I mean this this is so well constructed. I'm genuinely enjoying the cigar, and I love the fact that it's all American, you know, front to back. And that that has to be hard for you to be able to do because there are so many components that go into not only the cigar but the box and everything else. Did did you have anything that you had trouble being able to get made in America for this cigar? So that's a great question. At the beginning, I was very concerned about the blend. I mean, there's enough premium cigar tobacco grown in the States. I knew we could find enough tobacco, cigar tobacco, to roll something. But I was worried in particular that the blend would be one-dimensional that uh, it would be kind of flat or even too sort of mellow. But after some trial and error, we're, we were very happy to be able to craft what we think is a is a really solid medium-bodied cigar that's flavorful, that's enjoyable, that's not this sort of one-dimensional uh, product. I mean, to be more specific, I, I didn't want the, gim- the, the American to be a gimmick. I mean, mm-hmm. We're yes. making a real world-class cigar i mean it's unique in that it's all american but it's also still a really really good cigar and so uh at the beginning it took us a while to figure out the right mix of tobacco and and just to be be even clearer on this point um tobacco isn't all the same and so like for instance the the cigarette tobacco and the chewing tobacco that's grown in virginia and north carolina and Kentucky and elsewhere, none of that is used for cigars. It's a, it's a different species. It's like an apple to an orange. Uh, they're they're both fruit, but 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 they're very different. And so and so the the amount of cigar tobacco that's grown in the states is relatively small. And so we we just don't have as much to work with like we do when we uh, go to Nicaragua or the Dominican Republic and can blend. Um, tobacco from all over. So, so, so being able to get a good blend was our first real challenge, but we're really pleased with uh, how it uh, turned out and the well, you, flavorable medium body cigar that we're able to create. You've definitely pulled that off here. This is an excellent cigar. Thank you. Yes. And, you know, we, since starting the podcast, we've smoked, you know, and I've smoked cigars on and off for many, many years, but it's been one of those things where, you know, we've had some cigars that We've really enjoyed, and we've had some cigars just horribly underwhelm us. And this is not one of those. This no, is a this great is, smoke. This is definitely one that, while while I mean, it would be very awkward with you on the phone if it wasn't. <laughs> but but it really is a good cigar. Well, and and admittedly, while it might be a cigar that's kind of maybe a little more difficult for some of our listeners to track down, um, just due to seek it out, you know, the limited supply that that your rollers can can produce and and everything else it's definitely one that if you do stumble across one somewhere or 
or in my case, you know, have somebody say, you know, hey, I can get these for you. Do you want them? I would, I would highly recommend all of our listeners do that because this is, it, it's an experience of a cigar. You to be able to say you're having a, and, a fully all American cigar. I think it's definitely worth the time and effort to to track one down. And I hate to say this, going into it smoking this cigar, I'm not going to lie to you. I really thought it was a gimmick cigar. It's not. It's a great cigar. So I was going into what you were talking about where you didn't want it to be a gimmick, and it definitely is not. Really, I uh, uh, really appreciate it. You know, cigars are all about relaxation and enjoyment. Nobody needs a cigar. We choose to light up and enjoy a cigar for pleasure. You know, somebody makes a glass, somebody makes scissors, somebody makes um, – towels you know there are a lot of things out there that are, that exist for utility and, and you kind of just need to have but cigars aren't like that and so it's really important to us particularly as a family business to be able to uh, connect with the people who enjoy our products because they're made purely for relaxation and enjoyment so it's really meaningful they to hear you guys enjoy the cigar and, and because that's really what it's all about and but particularly with the american to be able to have a cigar that's enjoyable but also connects back to the history of 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 our country the history of our family business of the cigar city of tampa it's just a really special uh thing i think and really appreciate you guys uh lighting up the american yeah definitely well drew we really appreciate your time um is there anything that you'd like to uh talk about anything that you'd like to promote anything upcoming that you'd like the the listeners to know about no i i would i'll just say that in addition to the american uh, we also roll a wide variety of other cigars yes, that's true um, we, we have our uh, our jc newman pensa factory in esteli nicaragua which is the, the second largest factory there and that's where we roll our our brick house cigars porla del mar el baton our, our quorum bundled cigars and a bunch of others. And we've also been partners with the Arturo Fuente family for 30 plus years now. And, and they make our diamond crown classic and Maximus and Julius Caesar and black diamond cigars and our quest array cigars as well. And, and we sell their cigars in the United States. And, and so we have a, a wide variety of handmade cigars on the market. And, uh, you know, I think, when I walk into a, uh, a humidor in a retail store, a lounge around the country, I always think to myself what really separates us, us being J.C. Newman and our partners, the Arturo Puente family, is that we are both two four-generation, 100-plus-year-old family businesses that have been making cigars for more than a century. And so, um, you know, as, as both companies – we're, we're, we're very personally invested, and, uh, and, and it, it, which means that we want to make sure that every cigar is right and, and that it's as perfect as it can be. And we really appreciate you for helping us tell our story and, 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 and sharing the enjoyment of cigars with your listeners. And uh, I'm so happy to hear that you're enjoying the American. 
Yeah. Now, to your point there, I I am a big fan of the Brick House. I like the as, uh, as am I. I, I prefer. Thank the, you. I really like. I I'm a big fan of the the Mighty Mighty size. I, I'm a six by sixty kind of guy. So the fact nice. that you guys offer that, I love that both in the Maduro and the Connecticut. And I know Jeff is a a regular smoker of the Quorums. I actually am. I like the uh, Toro show or uh, Shade Grown. So I, I enjoy those cigars. I, I do a lot of traveling, and the thing I like about it for me, you know, let's be honest, I'm cheap. And everybody that listens to the podcast knows that because I've said it over and over. But it's a very affordable cigar. So if you're going to be doing a lot of driving, and, you know, like I do in my Jeep, I'll, I'll light up a cigar when I get going somewhere. And, you know, it usually takes me about an hour to finish a cigar as I drive wherever I'm going. And it's one of those things where, you know, I can... I can have a cigar, I can enjoy it, but it's a little more affordable for me. Um, but again, you know, breaking out a brick house, um, I recently, we have a store here in the St. Louis area that had a promotion going on and it was buy five brick house and we got a free ashtray. So I have a couple of your ashtrays that I, <laughs> I started stacking those up like cordwood as I went there. So thank you. Yeah, no, that, that sits on my back deck proudly and is in use, uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, Two things there. The first with Quorum, you know, I, I uh, it, it's the number one selling cigar brand out of Nicaragua right now, and the reason is it's because it's just an incredible value. And I appreciate you referring to it as an affordable cigar. Sometimes people call it a cheap cigar, but I, I really hate that term because it's a high quality handmade product, and it, it's got a great flavor. It burns well. We, we age the, the, the tobaccos that go in it just like um, a, 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 a box cigar like Brickhouse. But, but because of the efficiency of our factory and the fact that we're an old company, we're able to, to, to roll it at, at, a, at a pretty affordable price. And, and it's, it's a really good cigar, and, and it just does really well. And so really can't go wrong with Quorum. And then with Brickhouse, too, the, the one thing I'll, I'll – I'll mention about about brick house is that when you when you open up a box of brick house or look at one of those ashtrays that you have and you see the historic brick house cigar label, that uh, that was my great great grandparents' house in Austria Hungary. Um, oh. my, my my grandfather told my great grandfather told the story that he was born in Austria Hungary in 1875 and he was born in in a small village. And in that village, uh, the family house was the only house made out of brick. And on the first floor was sort of a a general store slash tavern. It was kind of like a community gathering space. On the second floor is where my my, my family lived. And when they immigrated to the United States, along with so many others in the late 1800s, and my family settled in, in Cleveland and and there it was the height of the Industrial Revolution. It was a big, bustling, humming city. It was loud and, and, and dirty um, and just full of life. But, but my great-grandfather missed his homeland. He missed the pastoral setting of being out in nature with animals and clean air and pastures. And so uh, in, uh, in, in the 1920s and 30s, he made brick house cigars as kind of like an, uh, a throwback to uh, where he was born. And so every time I open up a, uh, 
a, a box of brick house, I always look at the label and see that was the house where uh, my uh, great grandfather was born into, and it was one of his earliest brands. And so it's a it's a very special brand for us, and really appreciate uh, hearing that you guys enjoy it. I really like knowing that you guys have so much family history tied into your brands and your and your products. That it it, it adds an extra level of of kind of specialness to to what you guys are putting out, knowing that there's so much of your your own family history and so much of yourselves wrapped up into your products. Well, it, it, it's, it's who we are. It's who our family and, and our company is. And you know, the great thing about the cigar industry is is that we are an industry of families and family businesses with a few small exceptions. I mean, that that's what our industry is. And whether it's the Fuente family, the Padron family, Perdomo family, we can go on and on. We're a bunch of families, many of us who've been doing business together for for decades and generations. And so while we may be competitors in one sense, we're all friends and there's a common belief that the premium cigar industry is stronger when we are all in it together. In other words, like we really like competition. We really like having new small companies, people starting to make their own cigars. All of that sort of energy and vibrancy is really healthy for the cigar industry. And so we think there's plenty of room for everybody to be the successful in the cigar industry now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hope it, that that continues to be the case. Well, it, it's funny that you say that because as we've been doing this podcast now, The Cigar Pulpit, for months, months and months, yeah, um, we have gotten to meet you know several of the cigar manufacturers, several of the members of the families. And it's funny to hear you say what you just said because that's what we're finding throughout the entire industry. It's not just you saying it, it's how everyone actually feels. Well, I think it's true. And it's one of those things that's just unique about the premium cigar industry uh, that you don't find with uh, the people who make toilet paper or, 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 or toothbrushes. It's, it, it's just something special about um, the handcrafted premium cigar industry. Well, Drew, thank you very much for all of your time. This has been just a fantastic conversation and we've really enjoyed getting to know the backstory of both you, your company, and the the American as we sit and enjoy the American. Well, thank you so much for taking the uh, uh, time to talk with me this um, afternoon, and so happy that you're able to enjoy the American, and just want to invite you and all your listeners to come visit us in the historic cigar city of Tampa, Florida uh, next year, and and to be able to, uh, to see our El Rolo factory. We'd love to have you there and help us celebrate our our family and our company's 125th anniversary next year. Most definitely. Do you guys have a uh, date on the calendar for when you're looking at kind of kicking that off, or is it still kind of up in the air and and people can... So we expect our our restoration to be complete and to reopen the factory to the public in in late February. We don't have an exact uh, date then, but uh, um, starting around late February, our factory will be open for visitors and tours and rolling classes and 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 so forth uh um monday through friday and uh we'd love to have you guys visit yeah that I, that may have to be a spring nick and gator uh experience i i think it might so um nice. in terms of uh following jc newman on on social media you guys where where are you all at 
So our, our website is jcnewman.com, and we're, uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, and it's just J.C. Newman, and we'll love to uh, connect with you on social media and, and hopefully meet you uh, in Tampa. Perfect. I think we can make that happen. Yep. Well, Drew, thank Looking you. Looking forward to it. Thank you very much for your time. We really appreciate it. Of course. And, and nice. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say as we leave here, I got to tell you, I'm loving the cigar. I, I'm halfway through the cigar, and I haven't ashed yet. I've Nick's ashed two or three times now, and I'm just hanging on because it's, it's so well-constructed. And it's just, I mean, it's just a beautiful cigar. Well, thank you so much for saying that. You know, there, there are a lot of wonderful cigars in the world, but there, there truly is no cigar like the American and just so happy that you're enjoying it. And, and that's what it's all about. We make these cigars to, to, to tell the story and, and to be enjoyed and, and so happy that uh, you're able to enjoy it. <laughs>